0: They are not 5-0 and like our next guest. And all guests coming to you via the Fire Wings hotline. Try one of their delicious flavors of wings today, Fire Wings. Just wing it. Every win is sweet in the NFL. But beating the Rams in Los Angeles in front of a lot of Niner fans wow. has to be super sweet. The undefeated 49ers. Eric Armstead joining us again. Eric, congratulations on the win. And did it feel a little bit like a home game yesterday?
1: Yeah, our fans were definitely loud down there and – in the College Simmons, um, we were able to, you know, feed off of them, and it was a lot of energy in there for our team, and, you know, that was a great feeling to um, play, in the ad- play in the atmosphere, especially on the
2: road. So by my, by my count, Eric, and I want to remind everybody, every time Eric comes on, we're going to mention this, uh, the tackles for students from Eric Armstead pledging a grand per sack, $250 per tackle. Now fans can match that or just pay out a flat donation and all funds raised go to the armstead academic project to help kids in the classroom right here in sacramento to figure that out go to eric armstead 91 that's a-r-i-k armstead 91.com to make your pledge per tackle so let's figure this out here i'm not good at math eric i didn't go to oregon or anything but let's (laughs) see here six tackles so right there that is uh fifteen hundred dollars and then you had half a sack yesterday. They gave you half a sack. I mean, come on. They, 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 I, I would have given you more. They gave you half a sack, so that's 500 So, what are we at? We're at two grand. Man, I, did you even – you actually had to pay to play yesterday, I think, with all this money you're giving out, but it's for a great cause.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's a win-win for me to be able to go out there and play well, put up good numbers, and also give back to my community. So. Um, It's all positive and, you know, I'm going to try to keep it going and I would definitely love everyone to get involved and try to pledge um, at least something, whatever they can. Um, All the money's going back to our community and trying to educate our students.
0: So Eric, about the adjustments in game, obviously the Rams are a very good offense. They go down the opening drive and score on you guys. After that, I think the next eight drives, you guys gave up 48 yards and no points. What was different from drive one to really the rest of the game when you guys just dominated them defensively?
1: Well, we just needed to settle into the game. Um, You know, they're a good team, so we knew they were going to get something. And they kind of came out in the game and kind of punched us in the mouth from the jump. But, you know, we weren't too phased. We knew we just had to settle in and play how we knew how to play, um, make some slight adjustments, and keep fighting and go out there and keep attacking and uh, just be relentless and play with effort and um, play with violence and everything to take care of ourselves.
2: So I'm going to say something here that I know is completely wrong, Eric, but after the Rams marched down and got that first score, going back, if I didn't know what the Rams were and I didn't know what the Niners were before this season, I would say it was... it looked easy for you guys. Now, I know it wasn't easy, and I know that I know you guys had to do a lot of things defensively. Is it a bit of a different system when you're going up against Sean McVay because he has so many rabbits in his hat, or was he a little muted because of some of their injuries? Did you guys still have to be on your toes constantly because of him?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, they still had uh, great players out there. Um, you know, they're missing Todd, who's a great player and definitely dynamic and changes what they do. You know, ho- hopefully he can come back soon and uh, get healthy. Um, but, you know, they definitely still bring some challenges that you have to plan for and have to attack.
0: I wonder, we know that sometimes offense can get contagious when a running back gets going, a receiver, a quarterback, kind of a rhythm. Is there a sense of rhythm, too, and energy that you guys felt defensively? I mean, between... Your defensive coordinator on the sideline when uh, you get a sack or Thomas got a sack yesterday, D. Ford. It, do you guys feel like that sense of momentum and energy that you, you really started to pick up some momentum on defense?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's contagious. You know, everybody's flying around making plays, um, wanting to be a part of it. You know, we're all hungry to make plays, and but we're doing we're all out there doing it together, and when everybody can get involved. And when you play fast, play relentless, it's a lot of fun, Um, you know, what you can do out there on on the field. Well, Jason kind of alluded to it. I
2: was so entertained by Rapsala yesterday, and I think you guys had – in fact, I know you had more fourth down stops on the Rams than they had third down conversions. And every time you guys stopped him on fourth down, that cam- I don't know if you had a chance to look at the broadcast yet, Eric, but every time you guys stopped him on fourth down, the camera focused on Robert Sala, and he was just doing the, like, "Are you? do you even lift, bro? Like, flex, and just screaming at the guys and pounding people's helmets and all that. It, it has to fire you up so much, and you have to be so happy for him as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely happy for Coach, and he definitely gets us fired up out there. You know, he's a leader of our defense. And, uh, you know, when he's fired up and our coaching staff is fired up and excited, and uh, that definitely gets us going even more. And when you're coming to the sideline and everybody jumping around, um, you know, it's definitely a great feeling that you're just trying to keep going.
0: So, Eric, how do you guys balance what you've had? Success? I mean, 5 and 0, only one in the NFC. You guys should feel like you're good but not being overconfident. How do you guys balance that and staying hungry every week?
1: Uh, really haven't done, you know, much of anything um, yet. You know, 5-0, and it's been a great start. But, you know, we have big big goals for our team and where we think we can go. And, um, you know, we got to continue to take it day by day and game by game and go out there and execute and play as hard as we can.
2: You know, I want, one of the great things about having you on is that you can break down a lot of things uh, other people may not see on paper. Had you told me, Eric, on Saturday uh, that Nick Bosa would have one tackle and then zeros across the board, I, I, I'd be thinking, "Uh oh, we're, we're we're in trouble here." Would you mind talking a little bit about what Nick does and what Nick did yesterday uh, that doesn't necessarily show up in the box score?
1: Yeah, what you do, what you do as a defensive lineman doesn't also off- Always show up in the box score, you know. In terms of you know sacks or stats, you know, it's all about being disruptive, um, causing havoc. And you know, in in some games, you know, you necessarily play well, and um, you don't necessarily, you know, have those big numbers, but you you played a good game. You're disruptive. Um, you made things happen. I, I go back to. The Pittsburgh game, I think I had one tackle that game. Yep. Um, but, you know, I got um, a lot of love because of the fumble, the forced fumble or whatever. Um, but I don't think that people would have, you know, if that play didn't happen, I don't think that people would have um, really noticed, you know, how I played. I was, even though I only had one tackle, I was really disruptive. Um, you know, I was I was everywhere. You know, I was um, being in the run game, trying to trying to trying to play from a physical standpoint. So I just think that you know, outside looking in, you don't always see the the impact that a defensive lineman has on the game just from a pure um, stat standpoint.
0: Yeah, how many times would that would you say that's happened to you, Eric? Where I mean, the same with an offensive lineman. I mean, they didn't, there's no stats for them, but you could feel like you had a great game when maybe there's no stats to back it up. Where on the other side, maybe you had better stats one week and you're like, yeah, I didn't have my best game. How often does that happen?
1: Uh, it, it can it can happen a lot, you know. Um, you can go out there and, you know, get a sack or two, but on all the other 40 plays, you know, you're getting pancaked and, you know, doing all and, – and playing bad ball. So it's all relative, um, you know for me when i when i flip on the film after the game i think this is what a lot of guys you know that that's on tape for the rest of your life so um every play is going to be on tape for the rest of your life so you want to go out there and put on a good performance and that all that always doesn't show up in the stat sheet it's about you know playing hard being disruptive um doing your job because you know there's um 10 other guys on the field so you have to play your part,
2: Eric Armstead. With us, how many uh, how many tickets did you have to get last night, mm-hmm. yesterday for the game? Uh, of...
1: Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, I got like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my mom's family is from L.A., so a lot of them came, and uh, my parents came down. My sister, uh, her fiance, uh, my fiance. So we had a. We
2: had a lot of fun. Well, and you, you get you know we don't off, uh, we usually stick to football here, but the th- thing people don't realize, Eric's got a his whole family uh, is involved in everything. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, we know your dad trains like everybody through the hoop uh, basketball training as well. I think he uh, Eric Minka, Pinheiro, a bunch of those guys. Doesn't Kwaski work out with him as well? I, I, I mean, th- mm-hmm. this is something you've known since you were a little boy.
1: Yeah, for sure. My dad uh been big in the community in basketball. Um working out, man, countless guys over over the years. Everybody who c- came through Sacramento really or had, you know, played for the Kings back in the day or some of the guys currently. Um you know, I've I've been blessed to be around a lot of professional athletes, um, throughout my life, you know. Matt Barnes, Ryan Anderson, Bobby Jackson, Kevin Martin. Um, You know, at a young age, and you know, my dad trained them and being able to be around when I was young and watch them and watch how they worked. And, uh, you know, it really made playing in the – professionally or playing in the NFL um, a reality to me. It seemed super attainable because guys I knew – Personally, at a young age, did it. And, um, you know, I saw how hard they worked. And, you know, that kind of instilled that work ethic in me and also made my dream attainable um, because I had plenty of examples of people doing it. So definitely my dad has been in the game, you know, my entire life and uh, has helped a lot of guys, you know, reach their dreams and reach their goals um, in their basketball careers.
2: Well, and, and one of the great things about doing radio in your hometown is we get stuff like this. One of your teachers uh, texting in from Folks Ranch Elementary School in Elk Grove, still teaching there, talking about how great of a kid you were. And and I'm curious, with with a dad who's such a badass when it comes to training people and being around those athletes your whole life, uh, you seem like such a mellow guy who's so happy to be in the NFL, and you're just killing it. But back when you were at Folks Ranch Elementary School, or or maybe a little after, were there times where uh, Dad was getting you up early or keeping you out late? And I mean, were there were there times where you were sitting there going, "Just come on, man! I want to go play uh, Xbox. What are you doing?" Oh mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, it was definitely those times. But I feel like my dad, my dad, kind of he uh, he was there and. um Super supportive and like you know wanted us to instill these things into us, but at at a certain age it was it kind of became on us, and so like when my dad was going to the gym early in the morning to go train the guys uh it was kind of on me like he wasn't gonna uh he wasn't gonna like wait have to wake me up and do all this, like, if I wasn't up, he would leave me. So he kind of put it on me, like, you know, all these things are here. Um, If you want to be a part of them, if you want to work hard, then, you know, you're going to put it on yourself to do that. And so that's kind of the way he was. And, you know, I used to get mad when he would wake up and uh, go to the gym and, uh, you know, without me, if I overslept or something. Um, So I used to make sure – that I would wake up on time and, you know, so I could be a part of that. And, you know, cause I, I, lo- I loved it from, you know, a young age, just training and, um, you know, that, that, that dream, trying to keep that dream of playing at the highest level. You know, when I was younger, it was, it was, uh, I was super big on basketball. So I had a dream of playing the NBA as well too. And then I got into football and, you know, my, uh, I the same dream of playing in the
2: n f l so you played a minute at oregon didn't you uh, didn't you play a game in oregon at
1: least I thought yeah I, yeah. I played in one game,
2: I mean, one game. hey that's yeah. d one basketball yeah, dude is. at Oregon. that's not like oh you only played one game i mean and and honestly, I'm sure you weren't as big back then as you are now, but i've I've been next to you and uh <laughs> imagining you play basketball and the quickness and agility you have to have that that's that's pretty scary dude,
1: yeah, I think uh you know, a lot of the basketball training I had throughout my life definitely has helped me on the football field, just being athletic and um, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so definitely it's helped me a lot. Yeah,
0: well, and speaking of Oregon, big showdown this week. You guys got one of your rivals, Washington. You're up to number 12. Uh, how do you think about the Ducks' uh, fate the rest of this year?
1: Man, the Ducks are going to – the Ducks are doing well. Um you know, I love turning on the games and watching them, and hoping they do well. They play. Uh, you mentioned Washington. Um, you know, my uh, one of my good fr- my brother, really Shaq Thompson, went to Washington. Yep. And that reminds me of all the the battles we had and going back and forth. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know yet, but Shaq's Shaq's mom passed away yesterday. Yeah. Um so I would like everybody to to uh have their family in their prayers and um send some support over to him. Um but I think the the game's gonna be great. Uh it reminds me a lot of those battles back in the day. Um U dub and in uh in Oregon and I didn't even know it was that big of a robbery until um I got there and got to see how much, you know, the fans really hated each other.
2: Eric, it took you guys five games to surpass your entire win total from last year. Five games yeah. to beat the four wins you had last year. And, and we could get into the differences physically on the field, obviously Jimmy G and, and, and all the additions, but it, is it as much a change, Eric, in that locker room mentally, the culture, or or was that there last year and you guys just had bad breaks? I'm trying to figure out what the big off-field change was for you guys.
1: Um, I think, I think uh, you know it's just a maturation process. You know, things have things have to come together. You have to go through certain adversities, certain experiences. You know, keep building, finding the right pieces. You know, to add to the team, and uh, you know, just just keep fighting and keep working throughout it. And you know, I knew that we had a talented group. Um, but, you know, it just has to all come together and, you know, you have to find, find who you are, uh, as each year goes, um, like I said, and add new pieces and, you know, we've been able to get off to a good start and, you know, we're trying to keep it going. Um, I feel like we're gelling, continuing to gel as a team, but we're going to get tighter and tighter, um, as the season goes on and, you know, super exciting.
0: Yeah, you should be excited. Niners fans are excited. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the 5-0 start. Good luck this week in Washington, and uh, we do thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you.